This is the Podcast Terbia Blacklist Podcast for this week's episode, Leonard Call, number 62. And welcome back. It's been a few weeks, but we're back here, me and uh, Dave, to talk about the new episode. And how are you, Dave? Uh, I'm okay. I'm, I'm cleaning my desk as we figure this out here as things are randomly falling over. What, uh, these from my end, but I think I'm over them. Very good. What was uh, your thoughts on the episode? I actually, this was, the, the episodes lately have all been really good. This was probably one of the more enjoyable ones I think we've had in a while. Yeah. Probably, I would say this is probably the most enjoyable one. They've all been good, and this one's kind of a step above. Strangely, because there was so little Reddington in it, um, and the little bit we got felt really good. Agreed. You know there was a lot going on. It was, it was fast-paced, felt uh, movie-like in a way. And it, did. Uh, it wasn't uh, really didn't focus on your bad guys so much as this was really a because it really wasn't a bad guy as in Just an action. It was an action episode, really. Yeah, it was it was a nice uh, fill, especially to come back from a break. Uh, you didn't want some boring one off episode. And we're, you know, down to our last four episodes of the season. So to get something like this to really charge it up to the end. It's going to be, uh, as you know, the cliche they always use in these things, an explosive finale. So. You think? Yeah. Um, lots going on. Uh, lots of Mr. Kaplan, which we like, our, uh, our favorite character in the show. She is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so what uh, we, we saw her, so what do we think about his whole thing, sending her away to do what she needed to do that she couldn't do if he stayed by her side, which was what, tell Lizzie the truth? Possibly, I mean, there there was there was a lot of uh, like you said, so little red. So there was a lot of these characters kind of getting a little bit of development. Uh, you know, you kind of kind of learned some of their importance. You know, Dembe's knowledge of what's going on back at the uh, the loft or the uh, the flat. Her, yeah, she's she's got a job to do if something were to happen to him. You know, they, they all have roles. I just love her job as it was. You know, just, oh, yeah. I love the, the little montage scene of pulling together the medical staff to uh, to handle a surgery like, like that. He's got all these people on retainer. How did he get them? Right. right? I mean, the and things. Tom, Tom kind of touched on it. Like, you take that money, he yep. owns you. Yep. You're going to be one of these guys. Yep. We're going to get you again. And we'll see him again. I, at first, I was a little annoyed with that character. Just great. We're bringing in some. I, I was worried they were going to bring in some sort of annoying love triangle thing, but I'm glad it was just this kind of one-off, bringing the old boyfriend doctor to come save the day. Yeah. And, uh, but, yeah, lots going on. So uh, what, what's Mr. Kaplan's role? Possibly uh, to tell Liz or to, you know, like in Gross Point Blank, you know, burn burn the office and go into hiding, I'll find you. You know, it could be... Yeah, good good call on that one. Just start disassembling the organization, yeah. Right, could be one of those things. I mean, she seems to be that character who is the uh, in charge of the details. You yeah. Know, she, she, she can make things happen and make them happen quickly. Yep. And uh, she's a good fixer. So, yeah, if he were to go down, yeah, break up the organization, you know, pay everybody off, make sure everybody's safe, let's move on. Uh, but lots of character 
lots of characters in this episode. This was one of the more full episodes. I, I kind of was taking a bunch of notes, and usually I kind of lump my notes based on, because each episode usually has like three little storylines going on. There's the chase for the bad guy, there's Lizzie's investigation to her past, and then there's whatever Red's doing on the side. And right. You, and I usually kind of break down my notes into those three things, but everybody was doing something. There was a whole lot going on. Uh, you have you know, Connolly getting involved again, and you know we have our little tease at the end that he's now in the uh yeah it was it was funny because i wrote down on you know, I always have a first page which is about the first 30 minutes and then the second page which is the last 30 minutes and on the first page i wrote down i can't decide about tom the ag right uh and of course you know then it kind of pays off writing that all writing that down on the on the second one and i wasn't really i think we had talked about we almost anticipated seeing him as part of this at some point in the future he didn't uh, feel like he was going to end up being the good guy yeah, he yeah he he's always felt like that character that he's got his own agenda and being part of this uh, clandestine Illuminati group, yeah, is not surprising. And what's interesting though is that his role in this episode was kind of his chance to uh, get in, like he needed to prove a point, so they'd welcome him to the table, and now he's right. there. So he was the leak, basically, right? Uh, because he betrayed his friend. He's like, no, he's following protocol, but you know what? It was, he was the one that was doing it. So, right. It was, uh, yeah, you know, it, I kind of like that he was reluctant. He, you could tell he was not trying to hide the fact at the end that he was not happy with what he did. What he had to do to be a part of this was not the route he wanted to go. Yeah, and he was like, right. oh, shit, what am I in for now? Exactly. Uh, it was like, you know, in for a penny, in for a pound type deal. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. I think I will bet you we see, you know, a redemption from him. Um, it would be nice because, I, it, and you build up one of those characters that way. You, you, you get them so you're not quite sure about them, and then you flip them to the point where you hate them. But yeah. then he's, he's such a, if he's a well-developed character, you kind of want to have his... Either his day where he gets his, or he's redeemed. Right. Learn a whole ton about the fulcrum, so that's kind of finally out, which is nice. Uh, I was... It was kind of what we determined it was, which was uh, leverage, which is a definition of the word sure. fulcrum. Yeah. Uh, of all the all the just stuff, names, people. Uh, I think we had, you know, yeah, what what it specifically was is almost unimportant. Yeah. Uh, just it's a list of names and activities and tying them all together it's your but it's your you know your your microfilm that that has yeah. all the evidence against somebody it's been used so many times in so many films and shows as a uh, as as that sort of leverage and you know they had it in a in a neat box yep and Leonard Call was really just there because he knew how to make it work yeah he was the one that had the the cipher key because he wrote it so it was right. you know, the the crib um, he's cool. I like him. I think we'll definitely see him more. I uh, hope so. Yeah, he's he's an organizational guy, and uh, but can, you know, stands well on his own. I mean, he's kind of like another red in a sense. Um, little, uh, yeah, little more Lo- more focused though in that you know he's all tech in in his resourcefulness, not in his agenda. Right. Um. But one of those uh, CIA trained. Super, yeah. super spies that you know, has a specific skill set to uh, 
to do it all. And, you know, it starts off the whole episode with him there kind of showing he was obviously had audios of uh, Lizzie and Tom's conversations, lots of photos of the whole unit. Yeah. Yeah, So his role, was he, is he keeping tabs on it for Red or is he just keeping tabs on it for himself? Uh, well, he was keeping tabs because he was, I mean, he kind of talked about it because he was trying to figure out what, with Fitch giving his name, right? where, you know, at what point could he actually trust Red that this was not some type of setup and being careful. And um, so that yep. he, was, he was doing his evidence gathering and, mm-hmm. and intelligence gathering. So he's, I think he's kind of a gray, kind of a gray character a little mm-hmm. bit. And we have all this great tech, all this uh, great abilities of him, and we get Lizzie's old flip phone. Yeah, <laughs> has she always had that phone? Have I missed this? Because we're you know nine, you know like two thousand two called <laughs> and once yeah. there. I mean, I'm sitting there looking at it. Nobody has that phone. I mean that that made the show look dated, <laughs> and, I don't, and that's just maybe it's a CIA issued phone and it's bullet. <sighs> Uh, it, I think it could be a Nokia though. So, um, that or it, I have a I had an old Motorola Flip that yeah, looked like that. So. That was a Motorola, but in order yeah. to be bulletproof, I think it has to be Nokia. I think that's the rules for Nokia's. Um, <laughs> the, well, the tech was was uh, actually pretty analog uh, sure. for the most part. It was it was pretty impressive for its time, but it's not something that can necessarily be uh, broken down. Um, I'm curious as to, oh, don't worry about it. You can have this. We have copies. At what point could they have gotten copies and via what medium? Oh, and how the hell did they power that thing? Oh, it's got a battery, built-in battery. No, not after however many years it sat in the trunk of that old presidential car that still works. Unless it's nuclear. Ooh, it's nuclear battery. It's nuclear. There it is. Nuclear battery. Okay, solved. So the, yes, the, so that comes out of the trunk. The thing comes out of the the bunny rabbit and the key. And we'll talk Which, about that in a little bit. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say we can start on the key now. We'd had a uh, we'd had an email uh, a while it, back saying where did this key? Whatever happened with the key? Yeah. Well, we know what happened with the key during the break. Yes, uh, Gary from uh, Portland wrote. Uh, I'll read the email now. For some reason, my attention got fixed on the skeleton key retrieved by Red from the blue bottle at the end of the episode. The front. I've not seen it paid off, even after rewatching several subsequent episodes. Am I missing something, or is this a snafu? Uh, seems like the lack of skeleton key would hinder much anyway. I guess unless the key has some other meaning or function. Well, we it, it paid off this week, yep. so it was just re- it really great that you made that observation. Now, um, you know, I had think, forgotten. About think, it. I, I had forgotten too. I, I'm like, what is he talking about? So I had to go back and watch that end, and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. And uh, yeah, there it was. That uh, there's your payoff this week. It was part of making the uh, whole fulcrum device work. So that's outstanding. Great catch because uh, I had forgotten as well. I, I went back and checked my notes, and there it was. And there you go. So, <laughs> but uh, what else we got? Uh, like I said, just a lot going on. Uh, you know, calls a nice character, but there really wasn't much focus on him. It wasn't the episode wasn't really about him. Other nope. than him being there when needed, uh, you have you know, the whole shootout sequence, uh, which I thought was really well done. It was not loud; it just had music kind of going, but it wasn't totally muted. Where they did some bizarre, yeah, playing classical music over it without any sound, professional type thing. You know, it was. I think I thought it was really, really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Nice Not scene. everybody died. Um, most of them did. Right. And uh, we have, you know, Tom helping out. Yeah, I liked that because um, he really could have just walked away and he stayed there. And, and and he said it to begin with, he stayed there for her, even though she wasn't even there and he wasn't protecting her. He stayed there for her. Right. So I, I, I well, he, we've he, always kind of liked Tom and, and I'm really liking him more and more. But what is up with that damned SS tattoo? Get that thing removed for crying out loud. And nobody ever comments on it. Right. Right. Like, like he said, they're talking to the doctor who's obviously a little put off by all this. And he's like, doctor and say, do you have that, you know, SS tattoo last time when you were standing in her underwear and her, right. in his underwear, you know, like, uh, did she know this, that you were like this? It's like, and it's right there. Uh, of all the things he's seen, I'm sure that's kind of like the most minor, but sure. he was really focused on them right there, right? Not mm -hmm. anything around them, but it was just those two guys with all the crazy shit going on. It was those two guys standing there. Yeah. Uh, so it would have been appropriate for him to go, seriously? <laughs> she left for a skinhead? Um, yeah, real real burned was he. And like I said, for a character that you know, we quickly introduced as being some sort of quick conflict, I was worried that they were going to dwell on this, and I'm glad they gave it as much as attention as it needed and then moved on. Yeah. And like you said, he, he he's on the payroll now. Yeah, he, he, yeah. He'll be called again. We'll see him again. We'll, you know, who knows what he'll do and what his role will be. It, it's, I don't expect him to be a very important character in the future, but I'm sure he'll get called again. Time felt a little weird on that one. Three years since they'd seen each other, which made it sound like three years since they'd split up. Well, they, I mean, she's been with Reddington for 18 months, and she had to have been with Tom for a couple of years. Yeah, you felt like it had been a couple of years prior to that. At so least. we, we mean, always bitch about time, right? But yeah. usually like the compression of time in a particular episode. Now it's weird on like the long macro yeah, scale. We, yeah, we have the full timeline because uh, you know obviously they were together as intended to be just friends. So they were supposed to get together as friends for a while because that's what Red reveals that he hired him for that just to kind of be a friend to her and protect her. You know, keep yeah. look out for her. But then all of a sudden they fall for each other, and that's not what Red was asking for. Yeah. So he fires him, and then they continue to stay together and move on to marrying and then have all this time where they're planning to have a kid. It, several years should have passed, so yeah, more than three. Yeah, it just... So they must have bumped into each other three years ago, but it's probably been more than that since she walked out on him or dump them or whatnot it would make sense but they didn't explain it yeah it's it and and it, the timeline with the doctor is not relevant but the timeline of the show always is because we, we do seem to every week come back to this that the, the timing of things just seems to feel a little yeah out of sync what else do you have from this one so the the flat what do we what do we believe on the flat? This was his private hidey hole. His this his, is home, uh, his this, laughing place. Yeah, as opposed to all of his little safe houses, this is actually where he lives. This is where he goes to. That only Dembe or you know Kate Kaplan, Mr. Kaplan, know about it or something mm -hmm. like. 
Um, so we got the pictures, and there was obviously a picture of her in graduation. Yep. I mean, caught that. There was the they. I mean, they were they showed two pictures there, right? And they were both as in focus as the others. So there was the other significantly older one of a man in uniform, right? Uh, there was a significantly older one when they first showed the pictures of a man in a, a much more military uniform that looked very Russian to me. So I'm yep. wondering. Yep. Uh, I saw so that did one. You, you thought that? Okay. Mm -hmm. um, I, I may want to go back and watch that whole thing again and see what I can get. Yeah, really freeze-framing those pictures because there was there was a lot of pictures and they kind of focused on a couple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I the it, Taking the picture of the picture that was obviously her being held by who was probably her father. And it was, there was the, the, you know, lens flare behind it. Oh God, that was trite. Like I seriously, know. I know <laughs> seriously, it could have been worn off or have a spill on it or something. Um, you know, let's it, it's a useless picture. Um, what, what it really needed to have, I mean, just the, the, the lens flare was really what bothered of all things that had to be that, you know, like, why would you keep that picture and not retake it? You know what I mean? It really should have had like a crack in the glass, and then when she tried to take it out, it shredded it. That would have been so much better. Right. Uh, like, oh shit, I did this myself, as opposed to, you know, oh man. Somebody just didn't take a good picture and didn't yeah. know because it was probably taken before, you know, digital, obviously. So you don't have a, you don't know that you had bad lens flare. Yeah. I just. But there's no other shot. That was That was his favorite shot. So that must be that one he remembers that day. Yeah, it, that was one of our happier days in my memory, and and that's why that picture reminds him of that. Because agreed, there's well, what's the point in having a out of focus lens flared shot? So going on that because it kind of leans towards who her father is. There was the comment from the director at the end about how much you look like your mother. Right. <laughs> have we met her mother? Okay, have we or haven't we? Well, the. With with Raymond's ex wife, yeah. Which thing is, is she would know. She would know Lizzie, right? And, Liz, that, that's and the, the daughter would know the mother because, yeah, the, the right. Uh, well, the mother would know the daughter. Yeah, um, right. that's the only thing that kind of throws me off is that she was like, "You'll never find her. You'll never see her." And then you know, Lizzie shows up, and she's like, "Yeah, whatever." You know, but they're forcing it again. Uh, they, they want us to think it. <laughs> so, and uh, they do it every so often. They get us to the point where we've dismissed it, and now we're going to give you something this week. Where oh no 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 no! Don't forget, it could be the father. I I, I agree. Don't think it is, but uh, yeah. Now there's your um, your Harry Potter moment. You know, you look so yeah. much like your mother. You got your mother's eyes, stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> so. Mother's important. Yeah, it's going to come back. And, and it's like she's mother's well known, too. Right. Director knows uh, her. Yeah. yeah they, so this is, this is, that's. Yeah, they all went to Berkeley together. So they're all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's what it feels like. You know, there, there's going to be this one picture of them back in the day, you know, the old. Yeah. You know, of all of them at school sitting around a table in, you know, club talking about their future dreams. And it's come to this. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh gosh. Funny. What a show. Um, what what else, else do you have? Um, the Russian military picks. Oh, so um, 
Dembe was like, he could never know you were there. Right. So something something's weird on the process here. Does I mean Well you know because I mean? Dembe knows what she'll see there other than just I mean, this is the you know. In okay, so was... Red was fine with the with everything happening with the fulcrum and all of that. He just didn't want her to be the one to go into that apartment. Right. Okay. Right. That's kind of what I was thinking. I'm trying to make That's sure I, I gathered it because if she goes into the apartment, she's going to see what else is there. She'll see the pictures. She'll it'll start to raise more questions. Bringing it to, I mean, he must know that she went in there, or does he? I don't know. Maybe she she didn't, she didn't oh. tell him, but. Well, Dembe said, "I'm, you know, I'm taking care of it." So, but right. I didn't know who who went in there. And, uh, you know, he she asked him if uh, at the end when they were talking if he's told her everything because she now knows about the mother looks like her thing. Nope, nope, nope. he hasn't told her everything. Nope, and <laughs> couldn't you just lie? <laughs> yeah, which I thought was brilliant. Which goes back to what he said before that you know he I'm hasn't pretty- lied to her. So now, if he hasn't, and we still believe that... Then when he said, I'm not your father. Maybe he's just the sperm donor. <laughs> or, or or he's going to... I'm, I'm, I'm not your father, but I'm your biological father. He's right. going to get a weird semantic... Right. Difference between father and dad and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> that implies I was there as opposed to, you know, biological... Yeah. And I wouldn't... And that, that's something Red would do. He would He would bend the truth. To, yeah. to make it work for his needs. Absolutely. Speaking of bending the truth, Red's revolver fired seven shots. Did I didn't count. So there are revolvers that don't necessarily do six. So I need a guns person out there to tell me what revolver he had and if that one in particular can do seven. I know there's ones that can do five. I wouldn't be surprised if there's one that could do seven because it's something Smith & Wesson would do just weird. Um, <laughs> make it rotate a little differently. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I did not count that, so I didn't. Uh, I, didn't I have catch a, that. I have a, my OCD does that specifically with revolvers. Um, it's usually one of those things I don't realize until afterwards. Then I'm like, I've had seven shots. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So somebody out there, I'm sure, can tell us that. And I, you're right. There probably is a gun that does that, uh, and that type of gun might be important because it's probably Russian. Oh yeah. Russian seven shot revolver, Smith's spewing them. Yeah. Right. That, that's what they do. Yep. So, all right. What else? I got, I'm out of notes. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Uh, clandestine services director, um, which is really because it's all CIA and by law, CIA actually cannot operate within the United States. So that's even more interesting. Um, and that's, which is, I mean, that's the FBI's kind of deal. And that's why NSA does stuff inside the u.s and sure uh cia is all external so so very good well let us know what you think we thank for the email this week and uh definitely send us more what are your thoughts there's lots going on with this episode and we're coming down to the last three episodes of the season two so i'm sure next week will be a nice setup for the explosive two-part finale which i'm sure is what they'll do because i checked imdb before might be updated now but they don't have the final two episodes named so I don't know if they're going to be a part one, part two, or something separate. Yeah. So uh, let us know what you think. Uh, email us at uh, blacklist at podcastdrbia.com. You can also uh, post on Facebook or Twitter at uh, podcastdrbia. We love that. And uh, iTunes reviews. Give us some iTunes reviews. 
we we got a few, but we haven't had one in a while. I wouldn't mind seeing a fresh one. So we'll take that. Uh, and uh, check out our other shows, uh, Pop Culture Effect or the weekly uh, podcast trivia show. Go to podcasttrivia.com for more info. So that's it. I'm Brian. He's Dave. And we will see you all next time. Good night, everybody.